we're back with another episode of Lauer After Hours. Joining us tonight from the Levitard Show Video Department at Mikey Fountains on Twitter. I probably did not pronounce the handle right, but at Mike Fountains, Mike Fuentes himself. You might have heard his voice on Mystery Crate, you know, here and there, giving you little movie advice, tips, you know. His Twitter is hot with movie movie advice. They want to talk about Adnan, Anthony Mays, uh, Samson. No, Mike Fuentes. That's where you go for your movies, okay? Mikey Fountains. We got Beep Count joining us tonight, and I got me out here in Los Angeles. Pow. How's it going, Mike? Uh, It's it's going, man. Uh, You know, another day down here in paradise. It's raining right now. Um, Mm. So, you know, we haven't had rain in a while, though. So it's we don't live in a tropical paradise, but all of a sudden we do. And kind of here for it, really. That's been Absolutely. LA for like yeah. the last six yeah. weeks. Yeah, I know. But LA's been getting like really weird, right? Because you guys yeah. never get that type of stuff. We're out of a drought. Yeah. It's right all because of that? That's crazy. The, yeah. That we got so much rain that like if you look at the, the drought maps where we're like in a severe drought, it's completely off. Yeah, and, I, and I know you've been like in perpetual drought for like years, right? Or yeah. Decades. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there you go. Look at that. My entire yeah. life, pretty much. Yeah. Universe. There you go. Mm-hmm. Worked out. Across the decades. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look at that, huh? Well, I, I live in the freaking desert, so we we mm. never get any rain. So it's headed yeah. your it's headed that that our storm from what I was looking at today on Twitter is headed all towards the east coast, and you guys are going to get tons of it, just tons of that rain. So we'll take normal. it. Yeah, normal. We'll thing. take it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But was it rainy last week during Music Week? No, Music Week had beautiful weather. Uh, I was actually a little upset because I didn't get to go as hard as I usually do. Mm. Uh, so then I just became jealous. I was like, man, I wish like a big thunderstorm would break out, you know, because fuck them kids. Like, you know, (laughs) I can have a good time. I can't have a good time. They shouldn't have a good time either, you know, but no, but it was actually, the weather was great last week, which kind of makes this, uh, it's it's getting towards the spring. It's fine. Normal day. What kind of music kind of really like moves you? What, what actually speaks to you? Mm. Uh, so the whole very fast. Mike Fuentes musical history. Uh, when I was growing up, me and my brother went to private school. Uh, my brother's also uh, works for laboratory. He's like a back end type of guy. He does like tech stuff. And so he's uh, just so, a backup table if Danny's not available. Is that uh, <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah. So, uh, so he, when we were young, we were really into like hardcore hair metal type rock stuff. My right man. What's yeah, up? Metallica. Metallica was my first concert. 1997 Ooh. at the Miami arena. Yep. And then, uh, we were into Marilyn Manson. Uh, he was really into Deftones, stuff like that. Um, That's the first band I ever saw a uh, headline the show. Uh, Deftones? Yeah, Deftones. Yeah, he, Taste, yeah, he, Taste he, of Chaos, 2007. Oh, they headlining that tour. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, that's what we were into back then. Then when I got to middle school, I'll, I'll admit it, I was a poser. I just like wanted to be friends with people and everybody listened to rap at the time. So I'm like, okay, we're doing rap now. And I'm happy I did because I was like a big golden era, right? Like 97 to early 2010s. Yeah, salute uh, Flynn. Yeah, rap music. And then my brother became an EDM DJ. And so through connections, he has um, a connection at Ultra Music Festival that every year he was going like VIP. So I wasn't really into it. And then one, day, one year I tell him, hey, bro, it's a huge party. Let's go. You know, fast forward seven years. We've gone to every single Ultra. We totally partake in all the parties said. And now we're just like big EDM guys. Like we still do the rock stuff. Like I'm still really into like, you know, Foo Fighters. Chili Peppers, Deftones, like whatever yeah. comes my way. I pop in the old Metallica stuff whenever it's necessary. Big Rob Zombie guy out of like the last five years. I don't know how that happened. Love Rob Zombie. 
So um, that's it now. Now it's just like this full spectrum of everything. But I just took you on the full Fuentes musical journey. There you go. Love yeah. it. Brilliant. Yeah. That that uh, that Metallica concert in 97, was that the one where they were out on tour with Korn for like the load reload? Uh, I don't remember Korn there. I don't, the reason mm. I really remember that show is because a stagehand, like a pyro guy, got like his face blown off. Whoa. And they had to, yeah, they had to like stop the show for like an i don't remember the amount of time but it was stopped and there was like this big thing and they had paramedics come out they turned all the lights on and then i think like half an hour went by and then all of a sudden lights down again and then i read in like the newspaper a few days later that it was like a pyro guy who got caught in some flames and they had to rush him and he was fine but that's what i remember from the show corn and limp biscuit were like a huge thing for me and my brother like we saw a bunch of shows down here at the bayfront park amphitheater my brother was huge into corn like like sick into corn. We that's actually the first time I saw Rob Zombie because we were in like a Limp Biscuit phase and Limp Biscuit was opening for Rob Zombie. So we're like, we're gonna go to this show and watch this guy Rob Zombie Limp Biscuits on before. And then of course, the first time I heard Dragula, I'm like, hell yeah, like let's yes. destroy everything. A hundred percent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wall of death right now. <laughs> yeah, man. That, that's good. That's really, really good stuff. That 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 entire you know, rock scene, new metal, everything. That was my entire middle school and high school time. Yeah. Those good, good times, good music times. Pre, pre, uh, pre social media, really. You know, yeah. 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 yeah before we, anyone's top fives on MySpace, anything like mm. that. Oh, uh, the, the dreaded top eight on MySpace. <laughs> you, get a, you, get, you get that random Make or break. phone call. Yeah. Why is, Make or why, break. why is she in your top three? Uh, bye. Click. You know, why am I not number two at least? Yeah, correct. You yeah. know, you want to yeah, you want to know like eight. I know the, thing, the things we used to stress about. You know, yeah. Even though that was the purest time in social media, it was, and you had oh, like a yeah. sick like if you really knew how to work like like that's when you had to actually know what like kind of code was if you wanted yeah. to like change your background or like have a picture on it like you had to like go embed that in the code. Yeah. All Tom mm -hmm. wanted to be was your friend. Mm -hmm. He didn't, didn't want to sell you anything. You know, he just he just wanted to be pals. Well, speaking yeah. of music, the best part about MySpace is it was very supportive for local artists. Yeah. Well, so it, like, it started it started off as a music website. Like mm -hmm. people don't know that it was supposed to be for artists to like promote themselves, and then it ended up becoming a social network. So then, like they tried to revive it. I think Justin Timberlake bought it or something. Yeah, he did. And, yeah. To go back to the music side of it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And it's just it had passed its time. But yeah, a lot of people don't know that it was like originally just for music. And I remember when I first got on MySpace. I think it only had like 8,500 users or something like that. And Tilo Tequila was one of them. Yeah. Uh, another shout out to the early 2000s. Shout mm -hmm. of love with Tila Tequila. Oh, what a great show. <laughs> love that show. You know who lo probably loves that show too? Billy. I, I know for a fact Billy loves that show. He, he does like reality shows. Yeah. He, well, he's a reality show guy. We literally have a friendship just because. Of that? Of that. Yeah. Just really bad TV. <laughs> he was He was telling me about the show Are You the One just came back and like. When I saw you guys, he was like, are you excited to see, are you the one? And I had no idea it was coming back, but of course he did. And then, yeah, he put me on to Australian survivor. There you not, not survivor. Something similar though. Oh, okay. Um, um, it'll come to me, but Australian challenge. Something. Is it the yeah, taskmaster? Yeah. Have you seen anything like that from the taskmaster? I think I've heard Billy talk about the taskmaster, but that thing is nuts. Yeah. That thing is absolutely insane. I I wish I can remember this show. Hold on, let's put Australian reality TV. I'm sure it will come up. There you go. Yeah, I heard the that Australian Survivor is just like good every year. Whoever casts for it, 
yeah. does a really good job. And like Paramount Plus now has a lot of their Australian content now streaming on there for people here in the U.S. because it's so successful. Yeah. So shout out Morgan. She was around here somewhere. <laughs> Putting us on all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she. We were literally talking about it yesterday. She's like, "You have to watch Australian Survivor this year." She's like, "It's better than any any of the seasons that's ever been in the U.S." Yeah. I, was like, okay. I try. I I try to. I'm not gonna say I try to stay away from reality TV, but it's just so easy to get sucked in. Oh, like, fantastic. like before I saw you guys, I was at the girlfriend's house watching the season finale of The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. like guilty pleasure. I don't care who knows it, you know. And now, like Bachelor in Paradise is coming back. Oh, fantastic! Just quality American programming. I gotta tell you. Yeah, you know, I, that's the crazy thing is because I, I love reality TV so much and I always get asked if I like The Bachelor. No, mm-hmm. I, I, and it's good. It's good. But the thing is, when you see a show that's pure trash, like Flavor of Love, Shot of Love with Tila Tequila, you know, I Love New York, they were truly, really, like the cast was like really, they weren't like hot, beautiful people like you get on The Bachelor. Some of them were like, you know, ratchet. Okay. Yeah, exactly. They were, they were, you know, like, hey, this is what I wear out to the club. I'm, I'm, I think I look pretty good. I'm going to wear this here. And then it's like, okay. And then one girl poops on the stairs. You know, that's the kind of reality <laughs> TV that I'm, I'm here for. So, but you know, this guy gets it. So, so the Levitar show, so the Levitar show is always talking about, you know, baseball names from the nineties and two thousands that make you smile. What are some musical acts from the nineties or two thousands to just make you smile? They may not be the best. They may not be the greatest musical acts out there, but what are just, you know, a couple of bands or groups there from the nineties, two thousands that just make you smile? Yeah, you know, I mean, um, they don't make that. I don't think they make anybody smile, honestly, but it does remind me of a good time in my life is like crazy town. Oh, Even though they're yeah. more like 2001, like one hit wonders, but they also had a song with Paul Oakenfold called uh, Starry Eyed Surprise, uh, which I jam to every now and then. Uh, let me see. I listen, you know, you know what I listen to randomly too is live, like lightning crashes. I just listen to it like on repeat. It's like, you know what? I feel like being sad today. We're going to mm-hmm. listen to lightning crashes a few times. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins do that for me too. Offspring? Uh, uh, Offspring. Yeah, Offspring is a good one. I've seen it in the 90s. Uh, yeah, the, the thing is, like, you're really thinking about like the cusp, right? Like '98 mm-hmm. through 2003. That's know? true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, corn um, hmm. is one of those. Uh, certain Limp Biscuit songs. Uh, a lot of Wycliffe John makes you think about the late '90s too. Yep. Yeah, Wycliffe John. What else? I mean, we'd be doing this all day. But you, you found know, glory, like, like that whole found, like, uh, early, like, early yeah. emo scene. Yeah, uh, yeah well, that, that was coming a little toward. That was a little more into the two thousands. But you, I mean, Blink One Eighty Two was a, and you found were a little bit of a bridge there. Yeah, they're yeah, like ninety nine. I think like yeah. the first, the first. Uh, well, Dude Ranch came out in what ninety six, ninety seven, something like that. Uh, I want to say ninety eight, but you might be right with ninety seven. I think it was. Yeah, I, I was even yeah. gonna say you might even be right ninety six. Really, really? Yeah, I think that was that was pretty early, guys. It's okay, we have the, unless I'm thinking of the unless I'm thinking of that song Eminem that they uh, had. 97. Was, yep. June 17th, Ooh, 1997. Yeah. I nailed it. You said uh, 96. I said, oh, it feels like 97. Well, it says it says that it, oh, it was recorded between January 96, uh, January 97 and December 96. So I guess yeah. half credit for both of us. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah. I'll, I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, I'll take it. Half a win, still a win. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put my half a win in a box. Yeah. Put your half a win in a win box. In a box. We both still well, have half a there win. There you go. We got one win. <laughs> yeah. If you have two, if you have two halves of a win. You, know, <laughs> yeah. you have one. You have one win. You do have one win. Yeah, but you know what? You it's in one. a box, and it's our win. All right. It became yeah. our win. All right. Yeah. 
Mike and Powell had a box. Mal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, speaking of movies, were you big on the Oscars this year? This is one of the years that I've actually like tried to watch, you know, a lot of the films that were in it. The correct film won, in my opinion, but I was hoping to get, you know, pick your brain a little bit, you know. They wanted, you know, they're trying to tear you down here, Fuentes. About your your movies that you're watching, and I'm like, no, we need to support this thread. They, they, no, know, Juju, I, I mean, Juju wants to support it too. So yeah, it's uh, they want it's, us to go flood it. No, 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 we're flooding it with great ideas. So there's 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 one there's only one person. I'm not going to say their name who doesn't. They don't hate on the list. They just think it's funny that I put pictures. And mm. then one and one day I told them, I'm like, dude, life is how you present yourself, you know. And I'm going to mm-hmm. present myself like one of these movie snobs who puts random pictures that somehow follow plot. And they're like, where do you get the picture? I'm like, Google. It's a great tool. You should use it. But when it like when it comes to the Oscars this year, um, I felt like I had watched a lot. And then I started hearing the nominees and I'm like, well, I haven't watched any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I am happy that everything everywhere all at once won. But it's just such like whenever you watch the Oscars, you think they're going to pick the most boring artsy movie there is. And that's going to be your winner. And this was like a total left field not that the movie wasn't great. It's just so out of character for what they usually pick. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, Something like Tar usually wins. Yeah, Tar. Or that even I was, I was waiting for Banshees of Inner Sheeran to like just sweep. But then like. I think what, I honestly think Stan Van Gundy. Oh, no. He nailed the take. I thought it was, putting, it was super Putting boring. his take out there tanked that movie's chances <laughs> of winning. It, it, made, it made the night, huh? Not enough people are talking about it. They need to yeah. aggregate that. Yeah. I, I So I, I always like I saw you know, everything, everywhere, winning all these awards. And then it got like, uh, like director, like screenplay, like all these things. I'm like, well, how can it not win now? You mm-hmm. know? And then one of the, one of the funniest things is like they did best foreign film and, uh, all quiet on the Western front was nominated, but it's also the only foreign film that's nominated for a best picture. So why are we doing this? You know, obviously if it's the only one best picture. It's going to be the best foreign film. Like, can we not like, this is just a waste of time. Whatever. Yeah. Like I got up there, he got his award. Good for him. You know the nom- hey. the nominees mean something sometimes. You know, no, no, it's I'm hey, it's a, it's you get paid just being off being a nominee. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they said like, oh, X Y Z actor has like ten nominations, never won. I'm like, I'm sure they're not stressing it. Mm-mm. Like, I'm sure they want to win, but they're getting paid off that. You know, that title's still thrown out there. Academy mm-hmm. nom- Academy Award winning nominated or something. Whatever yeah. the hell they want. I want to I want to run something past you guys now that I, mm-hmm. I did the whole nominee versus uh, winner thing. Mm-hmm. So. I think like it was like last week on the show, uh, they were talking about best FBI agent names. I think Tony had like a top five list or something, right? This is like a week and a half, I want to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and the day before that, I had a conversation. I, I want to say that Tony's list was inspired by me in a way because I had a conversation with Stu. I believe it. Yeah. And it said, at being an FBI agent is overrated. You want to be a former FBI agent. Mm. you become an FBI agent so you can be a former FBI agent because if you're a former, whoa, there's mystery. Did he just retire? Was he fired? Was he removed? What's going on here? There's mystery to it where it's like, ah, FBI agent, you can be a fucking forensic accountant. Who cares? Right. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. if you're a former FBI agent, yo, espionage, that's where what, this comes in. What did he see? What did he do? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that that's the thing about like Robert De Niro's character and meet the parents. Yeah, he's you know, like the fact a former that he was spy. A f- <laughs> former FBI spy or like a former exactly. CIA. Yeah, spy. Yeah. Like, you know, but now then, you're wondering. Then he's but still then doing could some be like, shady things. But then he could be like, uh, what, what's his name from Burn Notice? You know, former oh, CIA uh, guy got burned. That that's right? like that that's an actor I've seen in a million things. I'll never know his name. 
Jeffrey Donovan. There you go. Wow. Jeffrey Donovan. Jeffy D. Yeah. <laughs> JD. Oh, Jay Dizzle. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it's you you become an FBI agent just to one day you can be like, hey, Mike Fuentes, former FBI agent. Whoa. Mm-hmm. World of mystery, you know? Oh man, this, this guy's definitely living out on the keys. Exactly. Now. Okay. What right? does he know? Who does he know? Why mm-hmm. does he speak so many languages, huh? Who's he on the mm-hmm. phone? Hey, listen, former FBI agents never tell you they're a former FBI agent. Somebody else always has to inform <laughs> that's you. That's true. That's and then if somebody comes and asks you about it, you just stare off to the sunset with your beer and say, I don't talk about that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. There you go. It's classified. You don't classified. have the clearance. Exactly. <laughs> I'd tell you, but then I'd but kill, you. kill you. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Some one-liner, and then you take the glasses off. Yeah, Th- that concludes my FBI take. Thanks for coming to my yeah. TED Talk. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. So what, mm-hmm. what government agency would you want to be a former member of the most? NSA, mm-hmm. CIA, FBI, TSA? Uh, it has to to be seal team six oh that's a military thing yeah yeah. still government work still government team i was gonna say fbi because cia sound or fbi sounds less torturey than cia less sketch yeah a little less sketch you know so there's you know and and then it's like you said i feel like you go you got a good pension you know you can walk the dog every day once you once you're out you know just skip out and about i mean you know, maybe that they relocate you because you were undercover for a while and you saw some shit that you weren't supposed to see so okay fine you, you check out the east coast right because mm-hmm. i'm on the west coast right now so what if i what if i check out the east coast and build a new life over there girlfriend got may not the like it but i've got you know, the nuts here former secret service you're Ooh. in the president's inner circle, Ooh. you know, all the all the dirty shit that went on in the Oval Office or anywhere else throughout the halls of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. That's Former Secret Service agent. So does that put you in the line to get suicided? Mm. That's a chance I'm willing to take. Yeah, because you, you, you're you going to know all the tea. Yeah. As they say. I, they, I believe that's the correct terminology the kids use. All the tea. Um, Fuentes. You know, I wanted to give you a little pep talk here. You know, um, I lo- we love your moxie. We love how you're just a grinder. You get after it. You know, you're that you're that meme right now, right? Where they show the X-ray and there's a there's a pit bull, right? <laughs> dog, there, right? a dog in me. Get that dog in you, okay, Fuentes. Yeah. And the reason why I say this is because you know, as as somebody as I am observer, you know, you, you pick up little nuggets here and there on, on a podcast, the mystery crate here, or you know, whatever, and you hear that, you know, you're into a. Right. Or not, not necessarily into TikTok, but you're into saying you're into TikTok, into getting, you know, the job, landing the job. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's all about presenting yourself, right? Correct. Now, there's an EP position open up here at the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you to sell yourself short. If you can talk your way into selling yourself on knowing TikTok and then making these excellent vertical videos, mm-hmm. because, you know, you get complimented quite a bit because, you know, all the younger people that are a part of the show love to use the videos as much as they want to give you shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Boy pals got you. Um, <laughs> as much as they want to give you shit, they're all, all loving it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're all throwing praise as much as they want to throw backhanded praise. It's still praise. Like that. If anybody's gonna give me praise, I'll throw my praise in a box. Even if it's backhanded praise, you'll throw yours in our box. We'll have more praise in with our half W's, you know, we'll have all that in our box. Okay. It's a big box. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but you need to shoot high for this. Okay. And it's, it's there for the taking. Just something, I, I think this is something you need to, to consider, something you need to think about, because, you know, you don't need to sell yourself short here, my friend. Hey, Listen, I'm I'm nothing but confident. 
Okay. I have, you know, I've, okay. I've dealt with imposter syndrome my whole life. Okay. I'm sure most of us have, it's a very, very normal thing. Yeah. hundred percent. But there was a time, I think it was when I turned like 35 where I was like, Mike, listen, you're fucking getting old. All right. This is, this is, we're done with this shit. We're going to, we're tired of being humble. It's like a number one phrase. I'm tired of being humble. So if the possibility was thrown in my direction, Okay, I'm going to jump on that thing like a Navi riding through the way of water. Okay, I'm going to be just riding the whole fucking thing. But like I said, there are people that have been there a long time. They deserve the opportunity and I support them all. I love everybody in that fucking place. I love, I've been listening to that show. When did you guys start listening to the show? Not to like 2015. I was gonna, I, we were going to ask you too, but you know, we're just, yeah. well, kind of, we're just shooting. The, we're just cutting it up. Yeah. Okay, I'll save I'll save my answer then for when you guys want to say it. So, no, no, say it, say it. No, we're, we're here. Uh, we're so here. the first time I ever heard the show was in 2006. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was going to a baseball game with my brother. Uh, we were going to meet up my dad. We pull into Burger King, I think it was, and BK. my brother puts on sports radio and they suey somebody that tried to give a pleasantry on a call. And I go, yo, what the hell was that? My brother's like, you never heard these guys? And boom, that was it, 2006. So I listened to the show for a very long time. And, you know, I've seen the whole evolution. I remember when Mark Hockman was the producer of that. On It was on Drive Time 790. All right. Uh, I remember when it got switched at 10 a.m., I was super pissed off because I would, like, drive home from work. And that was my, you know. So then, like, now I had the drive into work. I had them. And then I had Zazzle on the way home. And then it was Coward. I've seen every iteration there is. The guys that are in that room, they made that thing. So they deserve it. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm not a toe stepper. I got you. Nah, yeah. Team player. I got you. I got you. I'm, you, you. You don't see it right now. I just realized. I'm <laughs> you got glasses, me. But I got you. I just <laughs> <laughs> with these on right now. Yeah. And then realize, oh, yeah. I'm so I'm so tired. My eyes have been closed for like the past three minutes. But luckily, <laughs> nobody can tell. Because you know what? You're a grinder. And the yeah. thing is, the, the only reason I'm saying this is because, you know, look, Sometimes you recognize the potential of the, you know, you got all-stars there, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with a, a certain Austin Reeves of the Los Angeles Lakers right now, a, a.k.a. Hillbilly Kobe. You know, he told uh, Patrick Beverly Kobe. he was too small. But you know what? They recognized his potential. Now he's starting, you know, for the Lakers at shooting guard, and he's averaging, you know, more free throws than Steph Curry right now. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying. You're just okay? throwing it out there? No. Just throwing it out there. This is something you need to think about, Fuentes. All right? Now... Is it about toe stepping? I don't know. Sometimes, you know, sometimes like like Billy likes to do, you like to create a little chaos. Okay. So it's like, let's shake things up a bit. Let's have some fun here in the container. You know, let, let's sometimes competition's good to 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 get those creative juices flowing. You know what I mean? So just just stop throwing it out there. You know, if you if you, you receive it how you will, but I, I respect it. You know, you're you're a fan of the show, you respect the people in the container. You know, I would absolutely be throwing people under the bus right away. But uh, hey. Never, never. No, I'm just kidding. No, those, no. those are all my homies. I love them all. No, yeah, yeah. And I really do. Like, I think I've had this conversation oh, no, with, yeah. with Juju before. And like, we talk about how the show and like, we really love this shit. Like, uh, this this show oh, has yeah. been with me like a lot of my adult life. You know, I'm pretty sure like, because I, I never wanted to work in sports. Like, I, I was a manager at a movie theater for five years when I was younger. I studied advertising. Uh, mm. the, the, yeah, the only reason I ended up working in TV was because I had to leave my one of my movie theater jobs because they were just like not making money and working me to the ground. And then I happened to leave my job. I'm like, oh, I'll be fine in a month or whatever. And then my brother once again comes up to me and says, hey, we need somebody doing this at the first TV channel I ever worked in. And that's how I got on TV. And then fast forward now, 15 years later, I'm still doing it. 
Man. But, um, yeah. So, so you really do know movies. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, you know the the not, no, okay. Yeah. So this, yeah, we need to be pushing this forward then, okay? Yeah. We need to get some kind of fountain pod going on, you know, some fountain popcorn. I'll, I, I'm much better with names. I'll, I'll think of one later. Um, but in, your, your people will contact us, you know, like a home and home situation or, you, you know, however we want to do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, this is, this, they're wasting their time with the people they think are good talking about movies. <laughs> this man right here. The fountains no, of Wayne. I, I, mean, I don't even know how to use Google right. I mean, I, they, I, I mean, I, I listen to, like I, I, I like Samson's movie takes too. I think he has good takes. I mean, the one he did today was a little crazy, but the um, I like his documentary takes. Anytime he mentions a documentary, I immediately I, seek I, it out, and I'm like, he yeah. Was right. I always listen to his movie takes, documentary takes, him Adnan too, because that's how like they're gonna see stuff that you don't like to go into movies thinking, oh, I'm gonna see everything, and I know everything. That's just ridiculous. Like so, I take even like when I listen to Cinephobe, I love Cinephobe. You know, like even they might say something, and then I'll go back and watch said crap movie. And then I'll enjoy it more because now I know that they have pointed stuff out. So, you know, three shout ninjas out to, make an appearance or surf ninjas. Surf, ooh, surf, surf ninjas. Oh, I was, you know, Moto's surf. I know. I love, I love surf ninja. I remember the scene, like the kid played the video game, right? And he likes mm-hmm. the future. Yeah. Uh, three ninjas, very cold. I think they did three ninjas. No, no, no. They did they American absolutely ninja. hate it. Yeah, I think the first the first uh, cinephobe one I ever heard was, I think it was Hook. Mm, Hook was a good. One. The bre- it was the breakup for me. Yeah, I think I I think I talked I talked to Amin today about it, and I said I only I only listen to the ones that you guys that I've seen that you guys do, because like the way they do it is like a small narration, right? So like I want to yeah. know the parts because if I watch, you know, I'm, I might not understand, I might not get everything if I haven't seen it, so. They're so good with the, with how with in descriptive with the notes they take, and they are really longer than the movies themselves. Yeah, that like I'm I'm, not, I'm, I'm like eh, I don't need to see the movie. No, and and yeah. just the way Anthony Mays, I think Anthony, I think Anthony Mays is amazing. Like the way he Anthony puts together that pod, yeah, yeah, Anthony Anthony amazing, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Like the way the way he puts it together, and then like the intros and everything. like the basketball Illuminati like Illuminati intro to me is like a work of art. Like that, like every time I hear that pod, I actually just had. A good friend of mine from high school, he was on Basketball Illuminati with Tom and Amin, uh, Chase Carlson. And um, he's a he's a lawyer that helps, like, get uh, oh, players back yes. to fraud. Him. I just heard yeah. this one, yeah, but the fraud alert yeah. one that we were doing. Yeah, yeah. So that lawyer is my friend from high school. Oh. And uh, just listening to that, like, they, they all do a great job. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, so. No, honestly, that I can't believe the amount of financial advisors or agents that are literally ripping off like basketball players just because they get so greedy. And it's like, even when they have successful, you know, million billion dollar companies and they're like, no, let's just go for that little bit more. The greed, the greed, the greed will get you, man. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it, it's all helpful information. That's, I mean, I, I think every pod that they've done on that one alone, you could send literally players in that league and be like, Hey, you know, check this out on your own behalf. Like, oh, okay, well, maybe I should get an insurance fraud lawyer before looking into new investments. Well, I think, I think too, like Terrific. When, you're, when you're in that position of like professional athlete type deal, you, mm-hmm. you get so, because everybody's taking commissions, right? So like you mm-hmm. have your agent, you have financial advisor, you have your manager, you have da, 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 your PR. Like, dude, after a while, you're like, how many percentage points am I giving away? You know? So something might fall by the wayside. Yeah. No matter what it may be, but it, I guess like, that's probably the most important thing is to make sure that people aren't 
you know, one hand watches the other, you know? You know who the Lord of the skies is? Uh, Clendathu? No, no, Cthulhu. Armando. 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 Oh, from uh, Narcos. <laughs> he, th- he looks like, he, are you saying he looks like Armando from Narcos? I mean, they have the same last name, so I was just asking, was it? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but, now, but now you got me looking him up again because I haven't seen Narcos in forever. Oh, Narcos. Uh, oh, no. He's in Narcos, Mexico, right? The second one, uh, yeah, he's in the second one. He's the yeah, because yeah, he uh, yeah. he's the drug dealer in real life that like got yeah. plastic surgery to disguise his face and then yeah. he passed away. Yeah, yeah. see, I was yeah. hip to him before the show already. I watched a documentary on him. I'm like, yeah, because it's like yeah. him and Frank Matthews was the two where they were saying was really trying to get away, but they yeah, don't Ama- know they. Amado Carrillo Fuentes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh, no, I mean, Amano. yeah, Ooh, maybe no. <laughs> you look like the actor a little bit though now that i think about it ben affleck baby I'm sticking to it i'm telling you mm-hmm. it's it's michael imperioli we're, we're we're gonna put just <laughs> just a one shot here of you on the screen for our, our youtube clip and i'm gonna put a side by side of you and and uh imperioli and it's it's you're a dead okay it, it's insane please please young imperioli you got that's it. all i ask i i, I promise <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure i get my video department on it so i've got i've got a a question for you we're gonna do a mount rushmore kind of tying in mark hockman right so mount Mm -hmm. rushmore of your favorite moments from the levitard show as as a fan and you know kind of working for metal arc i know i'm putting you on the spot here i mean if we're doing full show like from the past too sure is that absolutely okay yeah okay uh so i'll just go four right top four uh in honor of opening day number one is billy's call that dan just tramples all over when he did the home run call because like what because not because like yeah it's a great moment but what are the odds that the first fucking pitch of the season is also a home run and billy's on the phone <laughs> and like you know like it was just like and they've been trashing the team and, relentlessly correct. Like, and then let, and then, yeah. and then billy is like he always goes to opening day and they're like hey we're gonna call him for this opening day right like because we didn't call him this year so we call him for this op- like this exact opening day. It's Jeter's first one. The guy th- like, and it's a home run. Like, it's just oh, oh. The, the, there really is something about like calling in on a phone, yeah. either landline no, or cell phone. It's just because you guys the- have the mics now. Yeah, and you send him remote, yeah. and it's like no, just just all the stars aligned. Yeah, for that thing to happen. So that's number uh, probably on there. We'll give that the George Washington spot. Uh, number two, I don't remember which dead white guy it was or next to him, but. Uh, then I'm gonna say Roosevelt. Is, yeah, Roosevelt is probably uh Stu talking into Sarah Spain's mic during mm-hmm. college game day, yelling into it. Uh that might be was it was one. it Michelle Beadle's mic? Oh that, that, that was Michelle Beadle during the, the was it, was it Michelle marathon. Beadle? Yeah, oh, God. I think that I, might be the greatest moment yeah. of ESPN history when yeah. he said, I just want to rate quarterbacks. <laughs> like, yeah, that, and he got yeah. the high five, though. He yeah. ran on the set, dog. Like, oh, that was wild. my God. Uh, that's, that would be two. Number three would be Chris Cody dresses a battery during the Super Bowl at the Clevelander party oh, behind. Yes. Trying to get on first take. Yeah, yeah trying to get off. Mm-hmm. No, he was there because I was laughing yeah, my ass right. off watching it. And then Dan having to, like, talk down the security guard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. And then I'm, I'm trying to think of like a really, really, really old one. Um, Cause these are all like relatively new. Well, I guess in the last like five years. So there's the battery. 
battery's hmm. so good. Uh, shit. Yeah, Dan just coming out completely incensed and yelling at the the poor security guard. That yeah. that was the icing on the cake there. Yeah, but like I just remember like I'm looking right through the center of the shot and I just see Stephen A. And then I don't know if it was Skip or not right here. And then this little black square with eyes in the back. <laughs> and it's Chris Cody standing next to the thing dressed as a battery. Oh, so good. Levitar yeah. was really charged up. Yeah, oh, <laughs> get the engines revving now. <laughs> what else, what else was? And then okay, the last one. I'm filibustering so hard right now, just trying to think of one. Uh, let me see. Hmm. I can give it. you one here to give you a little bit of time to think. The yeah, one that just give me have, OLI. I mean yeah, OLI. The OLI. Well, actually, no. That this is on my Mount Rushmore. Okay. It is when McGill was describing the kangaroo video. Mm-hmm. There's the the video where the guy punched the kangaroo in the face and the kangaroo just just hopped off. That right there is my favorite moment from the Levitard show in the history of the <laughs> really? show. Really, oh, super yeah. niche. I love it. Uh, well, I, you know what? You know, okay, you know what else goes on there? The Jay Billis call. Oh yeah, where 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 Dan tells fine and uh, take offense. Yeah, yeah, he goes fine, take offense. This is stupid, and he hangs <laughs> up. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That that would be my top four. Off the top of my head, top four. Uh, the ones that's a great list. Yeah. There's ones in question, but the, the battery one is probably one of my all time favorites just because, you know, Chris was doing it so well with the puns and, you know, you just, it's just, it's just so stupid and on brand. It's fantastic. You know, I really loved reliving diamond Dallas page. Oh, recently, right. That that live was so good because it was like, wait, because (laughs) you don't know if he's upset or not. Yeah, because yeah, he worked you, himself you, into a shoot. Yeah, he worked himself you, into a shoot. Yeah. And it's it's just funny. The interview itself t- with Cody Rhodes was funny, just hearing him say, like, he even, like, him recognizing, he, like, he even said he's positively page in the yeah. interview. Oh, you know, I have an all lie for you very recently was, um, what's this guy's name? The Browns defensive end when he picked up Billy at Radio Row. Oh, uh, Miles Garrett. Miles, Miles Garrett. Yeah. When he just, because, because, <laughs> like, so Danny, you know, Danny, the table, mm-hmm. uh, no, I, I'm not going to call him that. All right. He deserves respect. He's a fuck. He's a good young man. Dan, so Danny, Dan. yes. Yeah, so, cause, cause Danny was there working the camera. And then right when Billy turns and goes, I dare you. I'm like, Oh no, poor Danny. Cause now I know like he has to take it off the tripod and do all these things that he was able to nail it. And it just came out so perfect. So that had to be like one of my top moments too. That's so that's that's so funny. Um, okay, so right now we've been having this like discussion about like who would play who on the show. Mm-hmm. And you know, rightfully we were thinking that Danny would play um Dan. Mm-hmm. But I had mentioned to uh, uh, Jeanette, she's not here tonight, that uh I, I don't know if you're familiar with Chris Morales of ESPN LA. If you could, if you have the ability to look up Chris Morales from ESPN LA right now, you're going to realize, uh, I don't know Beep, if you've seen him either. It's, it's really, really good. This guy should, I think this guy could play Dan because I think Danny could play Zach Harper. So, you know, I think, I think Danny does look like Zach Harper. Um, ESPN, ESPN LA, you said? Yeah. 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 This guy, yeah, looks they, like that. they had we that even, video on YouTube. Oh uh, like, yeah. Yeah. Pickleball. That was, yeah, I, I that was Levitard. Him. Yeah, I see. Yeah. He he looks much shorter than Dan, though. Yeah, probably. Yeah, a good like five nine. Maybe yeah, five, but 10. yeah, well, it's low, also low, hard to be six foot four. Yeah, low mm. angles. With low angles, you could pull it off. I mean, Tom Cruise does it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need yeah. Tony Soprano. To, you need Tony Soprano to play Dan in a hat. I was so I was gonna say that Gandolfini if he wasn't dead. Uh, yeah, 
So I was that was my original choice, Gandolfini. Uh, but no, this guy does look like Dan. They're 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 in the ballpark. They they could share some gene pool. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like who's playing him? Is it Danny? Is it Chris Morales? Because this Morales guy, just look at me, Louis. Danny Danny has a job. Danny is a stunt double, so he'd have to be Chris Morales' stunt double. So he's fake Dan's stunt double. Mm. He's always he's always a stunt. He's always a stunt Dan. He should get played uh, double time. Yeah, playing double the Dan. Yeah, who would play? Who would play Stu? Mm, that's the one thing we didn't really answer. I mean, I mean, Cl- Clooney's the obvious choice, just because. Oh, no, yeah, we have Clooney, the whole right. joke is, you know, a young Clooney. Mm-hmm. But man, I there's no one out there that could really honestly play Stu, except yeah, for Tom Cruise. Be. No, yeah, Danny I was thinking Tom Cruise too, or Tyrion mm-hmm. from Game of Thrones. I was gonna say Peter Peter Dinklage. But uh, yeah. but um, no, it, it, it's it's got to be Tom Cruise dressed up like uh, what's his name from uh, Tropic Thunder, Les Grossman. Les Grossman, yo, because because he had he had this this huge bigger than bigger than life character, yeah, and he's all about the lies. He's got the the sausage fingers out there waving and dancing. It's it's got to be Tom Cruise as Lex Les Grossman from the, Tropic Thunder. There the guy go. the guy from The Wire that played Littlefinger on Game of Thrones. I think he oh, could also uh, probably play too. I don't know his name. Hey, those I don't know the actor's name. But. Those are two excellent choices. Like yeah. I would not be mad, especially the Tom Cruise as my man. That shit would yeah. be fire. Bro. Yeah, I, I would bring him in. Pretty pretty, but it'd be yeah. fire. I'd be like, Tom, you have to play. I want you to just play Les Grossman, and just be that, but greedier. That's what I want. And yeah. that's it. It's done. And slimier can- and dirtier. <laughs> yeah. Whoever can do the sausage finger wave the best, that's your audition. Put it out there. You put one up here and across, and that's it. And then you look over here at the wall. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Or you, uh, you know, you can also, um, no, yeah, because Tom Cruise is going to have the comedic side of this down. But yeah. who, it's all about the windows of throwing in, you know, a good little nickname here and there. You know what I mean? And you got to do this a lot. Yeah. There you go. Oh, you know, you know, this looks great on audio medium, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, 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 we got the video department going. You, you probably see him do that so much through all the videos you edit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you, had, so, what's what's your process there when it comes to you know making uh, the is is it do you do TikTok and Instagram frames or is it pretty much the same video frame now that you, you just send it to them as long as it's just clipped vertically? Um, I mean, we have a lot of people wearing wearing a lot of hats. Mm. Uh, some stuff is, I, you know, it's like basic social media rules, right? You don't want videos mm-hmm. that are too long. Like I know like, uh, take like, you know, TikTok has a scare now, right? TikTok might be gone tomorrow. So it's like TikTok wants you to like have longer videos, but I mean, how often do you guys watch four minute videos vertically on your phone? Not very often. Mm-mm. So I just like have like a format going into it. Like luckily, um, you know, the, the powers that be, they trust my editorial knowledge basically like unless there's something they really want they really don't tell me what to cut exactly they're like mike we trust you like these you do the clips um youtube is probably the main priority because you know the way i always see it is i know like a lot of fans don't like the short clips but the way i see them is they're a teaser to the big segments right Mm -hmm. so if i give you like if we have a 20 minute interview i give you five minutes and you'd like the five minutes you might want to go see you'll remember to come back to the big show to watch you know, whatever segment it's in. It's like a yeah. Costco sample. 
Correct. Yeah. I mean, if like, look, it really does drive you to the YouTube. Yeah, look, exactly. Look, so I go to YouTube right now, right? As a, you know, just a test. We'll go to YouTube right now. Okay. So in my suggested videos, right? I have one video that's six minutes and 56 seconds. I have another one that's 824. And I have this one here that's 1715. I don't know what these topics are. Which one do you think I'm going to watch first? Six minutes. I'm going to watch six minute clip. So Boom. like when I, when I do these clips, it's for new fans. Cause we need to grow the show. We don't have like the ESPN machine anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. So we need to find a way to get new people. And I think the shorter clips do that better because yeah. it's hard to trust somebody out of the, I'm never, if I know, if I don't know your show, I'm not watching a 45 minute clip. I'm just not, I don't, I don't know who you are, but if you give me four or five and then I, and then I fuck with it and then I go back and I'll watch for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but guys, please bear with me. There's a, there's a method to the madness. I'm not just trying to mess with you guys and give you clips that you don't want to see. I'm just trying to like find new people to join our world, our little, hmm, a little commune of insanity. You know, no, I I like it because even uh, I don't know what part you had in it today. The that EP video that was posted. Oh, the um, EP the EP video was made by uh, Taylor, who is a, another uh, editor we brought in. Yeah, we we had him yeah, on had a, a couple, couple weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Steve yeah. Martin. He yeah, he did that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's been doing that was a lot good. Of that that was, I, I like that little skit. It was good. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it was good. It was a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. like that's how you find new fans you know that's my yeah. strategy at least maybe i'm wrong like maybe like i've been doing it all my whole life and i'm wasting my time doing these but that's the way i i see it because you know that's how i act as a normal no no that's that's a billy uh i used to have this reality tv podcast that billy would come on and he used to we used to send him um or he used to like send him pictures of plants or he would send it to us because he it was like a metaphor for grow the show mm-hmm. right so on our, on a, as we're you know wrapping up here and sending you on your way out, Fountains, um, I think it's, you know, I'll start sending you more pictures of plants because that's that's exactly what you're doing here. You're you're Perfect. that that's you're tinkering and you're, you're toying out, you're trying things out. ESPN had, you know, 30 people working on the show who had already gone through trial and error more or less. So they had, you know, more people working on the data for what works or, or whatnot. And, you know, you're just Mikey Fountains, just, you know. Let's you know. Let's see what happens. We're having a good time. You know? To me, more content is always better. Yeah. So yeah, and, right. may, and and if I put out a ten minute video and you've already seen it, maybe you want to relive it. Guess what? You don't have to do. You don't have to go back to the big show and sift through to find it. You have it right there in a nice package, ten minute form. You know. So. Yeah. I'm only I'm only a man. And you I do, am but a man. You are but a man, and, and you're you're doing Salute your thing right now, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my boy, Witty, you know, living the, living his best life. Yeah. Hey, I got I got something for uh, the show and DraftKings, bro. Y'all got to get with me. We kind of let the time pass this year, but we got to set it up for next year. It'll be perfect, bro. Perfect. Like, almost changed fantasy sports, you feel me? I'm going to make it easy enough for women to play. No disrespect. Oh, you're going to do something with it. Oh, yeah. oh wait, for, for the show? Yeah, for the show and for DraftKings, it'll be like a thing they have to work on together. You feel me? So DraftKings will be doing it in the show. Just put their name on it. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see it then. I always love new stuff. All right. Well, 
Pac's going to be getting that your way. All right, well, that's going to do it for us here tonight. You know, we want to give you a big thank you, Mike, for giving us your time. I know you got to get out of here and do some more work on some more videos. You know, you got mm. the the shades. You got you bringing the culture mentality to our pod tonight, and we <laughs> really appreciate it. We appreciate that. I know Cortez will too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, on the way out here, we like to give our guests a big thank you. So, thank you, Mike. 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 Go for that EP, Joe. Just think about it. You can follow him on Twitter. What's that Twitter handle again? Because I messed it up. Is it at Mike Fountains or is it Mikey Fountains? No, Mikey Fountains is what like Mike Ryan calls me. Mm-hmm. Like tongue in cheek, Mikey Fountains around the studio. Uh, it's Mike Fountains because Fuentes is fountains in Spanish. But you'd be shocked about how many Mike Fuenteses there are in the world. So I am the Dermot only Pierce the Veil. Yeah, exactly. I'm the only Mike Fountains. I'm the only Mike English last name Fountains. Mike Fountains on every handle that exists. The one and only. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, joining, you joining us, us Stu Park out in Detroit City. We got what up, Beep. Out in the Buquerque, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and we got myself Powell out here in Los Angeles. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.